When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And last night at Lone Depot Park in Miami, the Marlins and the Mets played game three of their four-game weekday set. Zach Thompson went opposite of the veteran right-hander Cookie Carrasco for the New York Mets. The Marlins, after two impressive victories on Monday and Tuesday, were looking to hang another L on the Mets last night. Well, a bit of a sloppy night in the field for Miami who falls to New York 5-3 to three in Game 3 of this four-game weekday set at Lone Depot Park tonight. Marlins had their opportunities in this ballgame this evening. Had an opportunity to win their third straight over the first-place New York Mets. They trailed early. They tied it late. And then Anthony Bass coughed it up in the eighth inning. Marlins couldn't rebound, and they fall 5-3 to three in Game 3 of this four-game weekday set tonight. Zach Thompson versus Carlos Carrasco. Cookie Carrasco is making his second start this season for the Mets. His second uh, of the entire 2021 season. His second as a New York Met. He went opposite of Zach Thompson who's been really darn good and impressive for the Miami Marlins. Two wins, four losses, a 233 ERA. Marlins were looking for a series victory. They were looking to take the first three after a 6-3 win on Monday and a 5-4 win last night. Thompson on the mound. Mets got to him early in the second when it got a little bit sloppy. They were loaded in the second after a double, a single, and a walk for Jonathan VR. And the pitch is tapped past Thompson. The only play is going to be an underhand flip to first. VR is out. Smith scores. It's an unlucky break for Zach Thompson, who if that ball was hit a little bit harder, might have had himself a double play. As it goes, it's a ground out and an RBI for Jonathan VR, and the Mets have a 1-0 lead. And they were on second and third at that point with one out for the catcher, Tomas Nito. Tomas, Tomas Nito, Brandon Nimmo. 1-1 pitch to Nito is hit on the ground to the right side. Here's Cambayas. Here's a throw to the plate, and it is not in time. Well, we might need to go to the headsets. That ball clearly beat Baez to the plate. It looked like Alex Jackson applied a pretty good tag. Hands still up for James Rousen. And as it stands, it would be a fielder's choice and an RBI for Tomas Nito. And they're still waiting to see. And come to find out, Javi Baez, who single-handedly played a huge role in this ballgame for the Mets tonight, pulled off a fantastic swim move on Alex Jackson who was trying to apply the tag on Baez after Aguilar came home with a throw from first base. I mean, the ball beat him by a good 10 feet, and Baez basically stopped dead in his tracks, did a little swim move. That was the second run of the inning, and they had a couple of runners on. It's still at that point for the pitcher, Cookie Carrasco. That's why it works. Catchers always have to remember anybody at a base. They have to come to you. You can stay put. Wow, 2-0 Mets. Now Cookie Carrasco will bat with runners on the corners. And the pitch misses outside. All right, Don't go, go anywhere. Yeah. 
1-0, Carrasco bunts one back to the mound. Thompson's going to go to second. It's a low throw. It gets by Chisholm. Here comes Conforto from third. Everybody's safe. The Marlins are making a mess of this second inning. It's 3-0 New York. Three runs on one hit, one error. The Mets leave one on in the second. They had a 3-0 lead, and it stayed that way into the bottom of the fifth inning tonight. Cookie Carrasco went just four and a third innings in this ballgame this evening. He allowed back-to-back singles to Alfaro and De La Cruz to open up the fifth inning. And after a strikeout of Alex Jackson, the pinch hitter Joe Panic came to bat. 2-2 pitch to Joe Panic is cranked into center field, down for a base hit. Alfaro's flying around third. He's going to score. Here comes a throw to third. It's cut off by Baez. Joe Panic has an RBI single. And the Marlins now trail 3-1 here in the fifth. And they chipped away even further when the leadoff man, Jazz Chisholm, came to bat. 3-2 pitch to Jazz Chisholm is swinging a ground ball out towards short. Baez has it. Throw to second for one. Throw to first. is Not in time. That's another run for Miami. Aaron Loop came in to face Chisholm in that at bat. It was a fielder's choice and an RBI. The Marlins got two back in the fifth. Both of them charged to Cookie Carrasco, who goes four and a third innings in this ballgame tonight. He is not on the receiving end of a win or loss. Neither was Zach Thompson, who was relieved after four innings. The Marlins would need six relievers to get the rest of the way through this ballgame tonight. It was 3-2, New York after five. And the Marlins pulled a little bit closer. And by a little closer, I mean, they tied this puppy up against Juris Familia when Jesus Aguilar led off the sixth. 2-1 pitch. Aguilar swings. A drive. Deep. Left field. We are tied. If it's high, let it fly. And Aguilar just tattooed a slider out of here. It's 3-3 here in the sixth. Well, the Marlins had an opportunity to do a little more damage in that sixth inning. Brian Anderson doubled with one out. And back-to-back strikeouts of Alfaro and De La Cruz quieted the Marlins. And we were tied 3-3 after six. It remained that way until the top of the eighth inning here in Miami tonight. In the eighth, to start the eighth, was Anthony Bass. The first man he would face was Javi Baez. 1-2, 1-2, swinging a fly ball, hit pretty well, deep right field. Going back, looking up, it's out of here. Javi Baez has just broke this 3-3 tie. He has taken Anthony Bass deep, and now it's 4-3 New York here in the eighth inning. He does not get cheated, and he can hit the ball with authority to all parts of the field. Rounded third and must have had something to say to Richard Blyer, who got into it with Baez in game two last night. Baez won't shy away from anybody. He gave the Mets a 4-3 lead, one they wouldn't relinquish, but they got another run in the inning. After the Baez home run, Conforto singled. Then with two outs, J.D. Davis singled. They were on the corners. Almora, uh, Albert Almora Jr. pinch ran for Davis. And... Let's see here. Conforto was at third. Almora was at second. They were at second and third with two outs. And Brandon Nimmo had a full count. 3-2 pitch to Nimmo. And it's low and away. Ball four. It gets by Jackson. Here comes Conforto. And the Mets have just scored the fifth run of the ball game on a pass ball here in the eighth inning. Oh, my goodness. That one might kill him. And it ended up being pretty darn costly. Baez was good enough to win it. The Marlins came up empty in the eighth inning off of Drew Smith. Trevor May came on in the ninth. 
He locked down his fourth save of the season on a strikeout of Brian Anderson, who was called out on strikes on what, I'm sorry, but was an absolutely atrocious call by home plate umpire Angel Hernandez. He took the bat right out of Brian Anderson's hands. The complexion of that at bat changes on a full count. If that's a walk, then there's one on and nobody out for Alfaro, De La Cruz, so on and so forth. But after the strikeout of Anderson, May settled down. Alfaro bounced back to the pitcher. May who flipped it to Smith for the second out. And Brian De La Cruz on a full count. Fastball up in the zone. Swung right through it. Ball game over. And the Mets win this one 5-3 at Lone Depot Park. Tonight, Miguel Castro, the winner. He is 3-3. Three three. Anthony Bass is the loser. He falls to 1-7. Trevor May collects his fourth save of the season. And we started at 7-11 and at 10-44. Total game time, 3 hours and 33 minutes at Lone Depot Park in Miami tonight in front of 9,760 strong in South Florida this evening. With the win, the Mets improved to 56-51. and 51. With the loss, the Marlins fall back to 46-62. and 62. A multi-hit performance tonight by Jesus Aguilar, who crushed, and I mean crushed, his 19th home run of the season leading off the sixth inning. But it uh, went for naught after the Mets got two more late in the eighth off of Anthony Bass, and they go on to win this ball game tonight by a final score of 5-3. to three. Marlins were 1-for-9 with runners in scoring position. They left four on base. Mets weren't much better in their regard. 2-for-13 with runners in scoring position. They left 12 on base. They, uh, in back-to-back innings in the seventh and the eighth inning, left them loaded. And uh, at the end of the day, I guess all that matters is they found a way to get the job done. And Castro beats Bass. May collects a save. Mets beat the Marlins 5-3. to three. Now, the good news tonight is that Marlins pitchers struck out nine Mets, which means $225 will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. So the Marlins need six relievers to get through this ball game tonight. We will see what's in store for us tomorrow afternoon at 12:10. It is to be determined who takes the ball for Miami. Now the Marlins fall 5 to 3 in the Mets in game 3 of this four-game weekday series last night. Castro beat Bass, May collected his fourth save of the season. Let's hear from acting manager James Rouse after the Marlins loss. Hey, Jason, uh... James, obviously, you know, you guys tie it up and the game just gets away at the end. What's kind of your initial takeaway after a game like this? Um, I mean, I, I was uh, really excited how the guys, again, they just stayed in the game. They uh, they battled. I mean, Aggie hits a big homer there. We tie it up and, and the energy is, is going and, and they just kind of kept fighting to stay in it. That's a good team across the field. Um, every time you play a team like that, you know, you're going to be in a battle. So our guys, our guys did a, their job of staying in it trying to fight hard to the end, you know, you're uh, two guys, you know, one guy from getting on and another guy from hitting a homer from, from tying that game or moving ahead. So it's the way it fell down tonight for us, but I thought our guys did a good job of battling all the way through the end of that game. I wanted to ask you about jazz in particular, uh, you know, a, a couple more errors tonight with a young player like that. How do you balance, you know, not wanting him to lose his enthusiasm and energy trying to make a play, but also helping him understand the importance of, you know, making smart plays as well. Yeah, I think at the, at the end of the day, um, you know, when you go out there, sometimes the, uh, the errors are going to happen. I mean, you try to analyze, you know, what's going on in each one of those plays. Are you moving too quickly? Are you taking your eye off the ball? Are you trying to do too much? You know, there's so many things that go into, you know, why those things happen. So I think the first thing you do is you kind of analyze, 
why he's doing it. Because at the end of the day, every player is always trying to make a play or trying to do something. So, you know, we'll go back and talk to him. Um, you know, he, he focuses on his defense. It means a lot to him. So, you know, I know that like, he, this is, a, this is a guy who takes it seriously. He wants to be the best player on the field at all times. So there'll be no issues with him going back and really trying to get back to focusing on the, the details of it and, and, and moving on. But this guy is such a, such a good player and, and he works, he works hard at it. So I expect him to kind of move past it. I just don't want him to dwell on it too much. Obviously we want to make the adjustments and then we want to move past it and get to the next play. Jordan. Hey James, uh, how would you evaluate Zach Thompson tonight? Man, you know, that, that was, you know, I, I, I thought he did a good job and, you know, we're used to seeing, you know, when Zach goes out there and he, and he, and he dominates the game for, you know, six or seven innings with good stuff or whatever it is. And it's like, man, he went out there and he pitched well, but tonight, you know, he did really well in another way, which is he kept us in this ball game, you know, battling with that lineup. Um, you know, you start off the game and, and right out of the shoot, you know, there's a battle, the first, the first at bat of the game for him. And, um, he stayed in it and he fought and he, and he kept, you know, fighting back. And it was one of those, you know, then, but don't break days. Um, so I told him that afterwards, I said, man, you, you really worked hard and gave us every chance to win this game tonight. Um, and he did, I mean, we come back, we tie it up. And a lot of that is due to his efforts out there. So every day is always not going to be your best stuff and your best day. It's, it's what you do on those days that you don't have that, that really make you, a dominant major league pitcher at some point. And I thought he showed us something special tonight by being able to keep this team in this game when he wasn't at his very best. So that was, that was pretty cool to watch. And I was excited for him to do that. And then overall your evaluation of that top, the second bases get loaded with no outs. And then you see some soft, some soft hits get by, by defense gives up a little bit, a few plays, the Aguilar throw the home, the hobby, just how would you evaluate that? How that inning unfolded overall? Um, yeah, you know, I mean, and those those are those tough those are those tough innings that we that we talk about. Sometimes you let you think you can end them a little bit early, but you get a couple of you know tough breaks. And but at the end of the day, it's baseball. I try not to uh, dive in too hard because I know the guys are still battling. The one thing you don't want to do is kind of dwell on those things, obviously, in the moment. And then post game, you know, we'll go back and we'll take a look at at those plays and see how everything happened. Like I said, you know, what were what were the things that made the the, the, the errors to some extent happen, and then. When you get those uh, tough luck hits and things that just fall in, it's part of the game. We got we got to move past it. So, you know, tomorrow will be a new day. But um, I did really feel like throughout this game, there was a good feeling in there that we felt like in that last inning that we were going to win that game. Um, our, our mindset was like, man, we got a chance to win this game and we're going to win this game. And when you feel that way at the end of a ball game, you know you've been doing things, you know, and you've been working in the right direction all day long. Let's go to Christina. Hey, James, I was just hoping you could just detail or discuss uh, navigating those last few innings for the bullpen, because I'm sure Flora was unavailable. Uh, it seemed like different guys were putting, put in different roles. Yeah, uh, I tell you what, yeah, I sat down and, and it just kind of went there with Stott back and forth. Stott did a great job of kind of, we talked through these things before the game, um, different scenarios of what may happen. So, you know, there's so many different things that happen, but obviously during the game, you know, that's when it's really going on. So there are some different, events but you know we try to put our our guys in the best situation possible I mean that's the goal to put the guys in the best situation possible to succeed and I thought we did that tonight for for most of the guys and they also showed some grit in in getting some tough outs from some different players throughout that lineup which is hard to hard to do in some big spots um obviously we saw uh Sean get his uh major league debut tonight and get his first strikeout it was cool to 
cool to watch and, and see that as well. But yeah, most of those guys that, that we called on down there tonight, or should I say all those guys that we called on down there tonight, I thought they navigated fairly well and did a pretty good job in some tough situations tonight. Oh, the eighth inning, um, Bass, for whatever reason, like he's been very good against everyone, but the Mets seems to be that team that gets to him. Uh, just any explanation when something like that happens? And then also, what was your take on, I guess, Baez again seemed to be chirping at the dugout? Yeah, you know, uh, you know, I, you know, Bass does a great job. I mean, you know, every once in a while, you're just going to have – it just happens to be sometimes against the same team. I don't think it has anything to do with the, the Mets in particular. I think more or less it's just some days, you, you know, you have – certain days, but I even went back and looked that pitch. Tobias was right on the corner. I mean, it's one, two count, like right on the edge of the plate. And, you know, he went out there and put a good swing on it. Javi has some ability and he has some, some, some real bat speed. So he's, he's able to put good swings on the ball sometimes. So he, he hit a homer right there, but I, you know, I think Bass um, continues to kind of gain his confidence and do a good job down there for us. So I got no issues with, um with Anthony down the stretch. And, um, Javi at the end, like those things, I feel like, you know, I try to stay on the field with it. I mean, the players, like I said earlier, the players are all, those guys are competitive. And, you know, you, you see a lot of gesturing and different things that go on in the game today. From our standpoint, you know, you try to keep it on the field. When you make plays on the field and you do things on the field, that's what you focus on. You try not to focus on the things that are happening or the, the different antics that happen back and forth. I think players nowadays and, you know, they kind of go back and forth with each other to some extent. So I'm not sure how much of that is, is players, you know, or to the fans or different things. So try to stay locked in on what happens on the field. Daniel Alvarez. Thank you, Jason. Um, Jairo, uh, Miggy, just a regular day off for him? Yeah, just, just, just a regular day off for Miggy today. He's going to be right back in there tomorrow. So just um, giving him a breather for the most part. And also talking about tomorrow, uh, is there a starter uh, name yet for, for you guys? I think, yeah, we're going to go tomorrow with Braxton Garrett. I'm probably probably shocked. I see Christina a little shocked there that I actually gave a, gave a name here. So uh, tomorrow's starter is going to be uh, Garrett for us, all right? So don't say I keep – I don't answer that question now. Marlins lose to the Mets 5-3 to three at Lone Depot Park last night. Marlins now – 46 and 62. The Mets improved to 56 and 51. Game four of this series comes your way this afternoon at 12:10 when Braxton Garrett gets the ball for Miami. He'll go opposite of the veteran left-hander Rich Hill for the New York Mets, recently acquired from the Toronto or Tampa Bay Rays, rather. Hill's got a 4.10 ERA. They'll put it all on display at 12:10 this afternoon, which means we're on the air at 11:40 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.